It's time for the Phenology Show. Phenology is the rhythmic biological nature of events as they relate to climate. And starting off with a note about climate, I uh, I just did a little checking of the little uh, remote sensors that I have at my house. I have one uh, down along the edge of the swamp and one up about 10 feet higher and about 150 feet further back from the edge of the swamp up by my house. And uh, just looking through them, <clears throat> this this note came from yesterday, the the 22nd and uh today's high of 28 marks the end of the coldest week of winter so far and it wasn't that cold high for the week uh from the 13th to the 20th was 11 degrees and the low was minus 18 the average was minus five and the low was minus the lowest low was minus 18 on the 20th and that's the lowest temperature. Minus 18 is the lowest temperature I have recorded in all of the winter of 23-24. So going back into November, I think it was November 28th or 29th that I had a minus 1. And that was the last time I had a negative temperature until this past week. And so it has been mild. And now we are back into another mild stretch that looks like it's going to carry on right through the end of the month. We will have, of course, a great deal more weather for you later on in the program. But well, suffice it to say, thus far, the winter has been more than manageable. It has been pretty easy. Uh, about four or five inches of snow on the ground right now. There was more, and it settled. We had another, I don't know, half, maybe quarter inches snow overnight. We've been getting these little light snows uh, kind of in the evenings, and it's starting to add up to a little bit more. But basically, the snow is settling out there, and with the warm temperatures coming this week, if we get any sunlight at all associated with those warm temperatures, I would expect that uh, there will be even less snow by the end of this week than there is right now, and there isn't much now. I've been walking around in the woods without the aid of snowshoes, and uh, no problems. It's just a matter of stepping out and going and uh, I've I've been unfettered in terms of where I might like to to walk I can walk through the woods I can walk in the fields it just there's there's no um, no impediments and that's kind of nice and while I've been out walking around I've been listening to the talk among the ravens and uh, this is why I don't like earbuds when I'm outside because you can't hear that stuff you you get sidetracked by podcasts or music or something like that but just walking around and listening to the to the ravens sort of i don't know it's almost like they're chuckling they've got these little croaks and calls and coughs that they send back and forth <coughs> pardon me if i think if i could master any language of a wild animal i would want to learn the language of the ravens if I could only have one, I would choose the raven. And why would I choose the raven? Hmm. It seems to me when I hear other birds calling or I hear, you know, coyotes. Well, coyotes, when they howl, they sound like like, <laughs> like it's a pretty good party. But the ravens are going on all the time. And it's it's as if, you know, it's, it's as if everybody else is sort of like, eh, 
Yeah. Oh, what are you going to have for lunch? Or I heard they're offering a good meal over here on the highway where there's a dead roadkill. Uh, you know, their their conversations seem pretty cut and dried, mostly about survival and, and sort of life. <laughs> but the Ravens, they seem to just chat. I mean, when I listen to the Ravens talking to one another, I have this territorial pair that stay over my house and if I'm outside it's like they're chatting with one another and sometimes I imagine that they're they're looking down at me and going oh what's that old duffer doing now (laughs) working on his car again what a fool um it just uh, if I could speak a language I would want to speak theirs because I think the conversations would be way more interesting than say talking to my dog or uh, or t- talking to some of the other animals around whose whose concerns seem to be so uh, you know sleep eat and and mating and and that seems to be what they talk about but the rest the ravens they they I don't know I I, I wish I could understand them but they certainly have a wide variety of of sounds that they make to one another and they are making them now so if you're outside take your earbuds out and give the ravens a close listen you won't be disappointed yeah <laughs> uh, i'm i'm uh i'm thinking of you know it would be like getting a chance to sit down and talk to mark twain i think it would be just wonderful among my other notes for the past week uh well the uh the gray-crowned Rosie Finch is still up at Bowen's Resort on on the north shore of Winnie, and uh, you can. Uh, Jens and Bill have kindly uh, allowed uh, folks to come in and have a look and take a picture or two if they like. So if it's still among the things that you uh, wish to accomplish, uh, don't delay. And there's no telling how long Rosie will stick around, but. Uh, she is there or was there yesterday. Jens tells me that she shows up pretty early in the day and then uh, kind of disappears. Jens also mentioned that he had uh, he'd been out walking. He and his wife had gone out for a walk and uh, kind of hoping to see the tracks of the uh, roughed grouse on top of some of the new snow, but uh, that wasn't the case. They didn't see the uh, the tracks. They have a house grouse there. I think I have a house grouse myself. Uh, and I have seen a few tracks here and there, but uh, this cold weather the past week had them staying pretty close to home. I think they, when there's not much snow like this, they find a place like under a balsam where where they can kind of shelter. And they pick a spot like the ones that I've seen, and maybe it's just that they they pick these spots and and i i know to look in these spots but where i see them this time of year is like under a balsam where the sun can shine on them so they pick a spot where the southern exposure is sort of open and the balsam branches kind of reach down toward the ground and and they can shelter under there but they can also sit there in the sunlight and be nice and warm so uh, that's where i've been seeing my roughed grouse uh, i've had a big flock of goldfinches i know people have been reporting goldfinches all all winter long they finally have arrived at my house started off with a couple and i was pretty excited about that and then uh and now like yesterday there had to be close to 20 of them and uh, unlike the chickadees the goldfinches will congregate on the feeder the chickadees you know they'll be they're sort of shy they come to the feeder grab a seed and disappear and the goldfinches come to the feeder or they plop down in the middle of the seeds and they just start eating and they'll stay until uh, something like a blue jay comes in and goes, hey, move over. And then they'll sort of beat feet. 
Um, the other thing, let's see, uh, common red poles. I had some red poles at my feeder one day, just one day, and there might have been a dozen. Uh, I did see the rosy red breasts and uh, thought, oh, look, red poles. And that was the last I saw of them. So there are some red poles in the area. Check out the birch trees near you for a large flock of red poles. Uh, Heidi was telling me that she was out banging around this last weekend and they ran into red poles where they were up in the Ely country. So uh, the red poles are here, just not in great numbers. They're, They're probably finding plenty of food wherever they're going. And the weather certainly hasn't been cold enough to drive them very far south. The willows, as I mention probably every week, uh, are quite colorful. If you see a plant that is orange or yellow, and if it's a tree, it's almost undoubtedly a willow. It's going to be one of the willow trees, crack willow, maybe a peach-leaved willow or black willow. Uh, Those are the tree species of willows. Uh, The weeping willow in people's yards. Um, Otherwise, the willow shrubs are quite colorful as well, and their colors run from deep burgundy all the way up to kind of a corally orange, some reds and bright greens in certain patches as well. And those are just going to become more and more intense as we move into February and get more sun on them. And that will continue on through March. And then in April, they'll start to bloom. And speaking of blooms, uh, the aspen tree at the end of my driveway is still right where I left it. Back in December, you may recall, I noted that the aspen was in flower. That is, it had opened its fuzzy buds. Now, the, you all know the pussy willow. It's that little white, fuzzy little flower it is Uh, it can be male it can be female you won't know until it actually uh, begins to develop its characteristics probably in april but at this point you're going to see these little fuzzy white flowers and the same thing is true of the aspens and the aspen in my yard is still uh, tight closed but this one at the end of the driveway has been in flower since so late december so uh it's just up to the individual tree, and they'll stay that way for all, you know, it doesn't change and it doesn't affect the flower. Flower just opens up, and you got this white fuzzy flower sitting there, and it just doesn't develop. It just sits there and waits, and then finally, at the end of, uh, of March, it'll start to expand, and by mid-April, it will be showing whether it is bright yellow and covered in pollen, which makes it a male, or kind of green or maybe greenish yellow, or sometimes they're even, uh, I've seen them with red flowers, but the, the female flowers are quite different from the male flowers. And all you need to do is brush up against one. And if you get a lot of yellow dust on your fingers, that's a male willow. And aspens and willows, they're like like humans, there are males and there are females, and uh, they're not going to find a tree that is both, not like the pines, which are both male and female. Uh, both male and female flowers exist on the pine at the same time. Uh, last notes, um, I heard coyotes howling this past week. Uh, this is the time of year, coyotes, uh, wolves, and foxes, all of the canids are going to start to... Uh, 
oh, put down little piles of scat along trails. If you're a cross-country skier, you might find little piles of, uh, of wolf or coyote or, or fox poop along the trail. You might find them along your driveway if you live far out in the woods. Uh, eat with coyotes and foxes. You don't have to live that far out in the woods. They're, uh, they're quite familiar with humans and seem to get along pretty well with them. Uh, the wolves, not so much, but um, wherever you are, if you start to see little piles of scat along the edges of your driveway or along the trails that you're frequenting, chances are it is one of those coyote, wolf, or fox that is uh, setting up a a marking system, letting other um, animals know that it is there and that it is, uh, you know, available as a breeding partner. And so they are kind of passing along the message that uh, that the breeding season is coming, which typically takes place in February and uh, and will be uh, undoubtedly attended by all of all of the above mentioned canids. So keep an eye out for them. And at the same time, time with this warm weather coming on right now i would i would be watching in the next few days uh, especially if you live along open water i would watch for raccoons and i would not be at all surprised if someone doesn't report to me this next week of either smelling a skunk or seeing a skunk uh, it's going to be very warm out and this is the time of year when they start getting out and also pursuing uh, the females so Watch for those animals as well. They won't be marking the way the canids will, but they definitely will be out and checking things out. That's the Phenology Show for this week. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you have comments, questions, or observations you'd like to share, please get in touch with us. Comments at kaxe.org. Jay Latimer at kaxe.org. Love to hear from you. You can sign up for a phenology podcast. You can sign up for the season watch newsletter. All that's available at kaxe.org. And check out that story about the bird on Lake Winnie, the rose. No, it's the gray crowned, gray crowned, rosy finch, rosy finch. Mouthful. Yes, it is. The bird would. Named Rosie. The bird we've named Rosie and, and Rosie would be a mouthful if you were, um, if you were thinking of, you know, eating her, she would be like just a mouthful and that oh, would be boy. it. Yeah, but let's not. We, re- 